You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Britt Robson has been uh, writing about the Timberwolves for years. He's now uh, offering his analysis at the Athletic. Britt, uh, I was down in Florida when the fellas had the uh, good win over the Clippers the other night, and everybody was more mad about minutes than they were happy about the victory. (laughs) I know. Uh, You would think a, a, a... team that hasn't been in the playoffs in 14 years uh, taking a fairly important step forward in that direction might be the lead but uh Tibbs is a pretty polarizing coach and uh, <laughs> he brought in a guy who uh you know has a lot of baggage and a lot of injuries and he's uh, getting some minutes over the guy from Apple Valley so uh, there you go what uh did you when did you get the uh, impression that uh, Tibbs was going to have trouble with the local basketball crowd? Uh, early last year, or did it take a while? I think the problem was is that he came with such a reputation of being a defensive guru. Yes. I think everybody knew that Towns and Wiggins were great offensive players. And uh, the idea that this guy who had uh, won rings with KG going to Boston and then turned around the Bulls and made them perpetual 50-60 win team, um, he seemed like uh, in some ways the perfect matchup to have the mold these two young kids who obviously could score but didn't know how to defend, and this guy was going to bring it all together. <laughs> and then, you know, they went from 29 wins to 31 wins. And... Um, that's when people went, whoa, wait a minute, because he was still, you know, bottom bottom ten in defense. And then this year happened, he brings in his two, uh, you know, right-hand people in Chicago, probably the two guys who are most loyal to him out of all the Bulls that can still play really well, in Taj Gibson and Jimmy Butler. And the defense still hasn't improved. Uh, the offense is tremendous, given the fact they don't have any three-point shooters. They're still a top-five offense. And uh, the win total is great, but, uh, you know, Tibbs is never going to win any popularity personality contest. No, you know, he's no. going to have to win in order to be popular. And I think, you know, some of it is he has a real grinded-out style. It's not necessarily aesthetically pleasing. Um, but I do think that at this particular time, uh, the idea, if you'd said to Timberwolves fans, you know, back in October – Hey, this team is going to be forty-one and thirty-one with ten games to go. Um, I think they would have taken it. I, I, I don't think the ride has been quite as smooth or as pleasurable as they thought it would be. Here's what's interesting: is they're in this position, and they haven't had the the winning streak. What's the five is the longest, right? Five, am I right? Yeah, I and, think so. And, but you look around: Utah won eleven, Portland just got one eleven or twelve. Hell, the Pelicans won ten or eleven. These other teams have done it with streaks. These guys have not only have they have to grind out every win; they get they they've had to grind out the season. They haven't had one of those great streaks where they could say, "Okay, uh, you know, now we can uh, kind of coast here a little bit." 
You know, the reason for that is they haven't lost more than three in a row. Yes. And they've only done that once. Yeah. And that was against uh, a pretty stacked uh, group of uh, competitors without Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but it, it, it it's 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 all right. Wiggins goes five for five on threes. Now it, it's one game in time, but uh, has is there any chance that he has uh, figured something out shooting wise that might assist him down the stretch here? I don't. I mean, trying to guess anything about Wiggins, uh, <laughs> you know, you'll go broke. Uh, this is his fourth year. Um, he's due for the maximum salary kicking in next year. Taj Gibson told me uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, he saw a gleam in Wiggins' eye and thought that uh, these meaningful games were going to be good for him. Um, and since that time, pretty much, Wiggins has improved his play. His defense has is definitely improved. Um, his offense, his shot selection is probably the worst part of it. Is he he the 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 shots he settles for these long two pointers where he just kind of dances with the ball out on the perimeter and then jacks one up have the uh, double misfortune of being his least accurate shot. So uh, not only is it an an ill timed and unwise shot, but it's an inaccurate shot. So this is a guy who can get to the rim pretty much whenever he wants to and is finishing at the rim really well this year. So, you know, that's what he should be doing. And then the three pointers, uh, what's interesting about this Clippers game is that Towns of all people found him in the corner a couple of times. Uh, first of all, Towns dishing to the corner and secondly, Wiggins being in the corner and hitting those threes were just kind of like a double whammy that uh, was just very pleasant to see. And it is interesting because, uh, Thibodeau, some people give him the one offensive thing he's given credit for is the efficiency of the corner three. Right. And, uh, that we, we haven't seen much of that. But, uh, the Wiggins thing is, uh, I mean that it's there, but I thought Gibson's quote after that game was pretty frontal, didn't you? About hey, it's this is a men's game, and this, you know it's time to be a man, and that kind right. of it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty frontal, I thought. Yeah, I think that uh, it, see Butler was doing that when he was around. Now Butler's uh, he's hanging around the team right now, but it's always hard when you're not sure. in uniform. And I think uh, Taj has definitely taken up the cudgel when it comes to that stuff. Uh, he, you know, he knows, first of all, uh, you know, the handwriting is somewhat on the wall. He's got $14 million a year for two years, this year and next year. And uh, then, you know, this uh, payroll is not going to be able to afford Taj Gibson. And so, he, you know, playing with his favorite coach and the guy who's molded him, he figures, you know, they need to make a pretty big stride this year if they're going to be able to really make some noise next year. So he's got some personal... Uh, motivation as well as uh, just being the good soldier he was brought in here to be. So, uh, yeah, I think that both uh, the two Chicago guys are definitely people who um, want to explain to the kids exactly what's happening right now. And uh, to the extent that uh, this team has gone 5-5 five and five since their best player went down against uh, the most brutal part of their schedule, um, you know, i, I got to think right now the Wolves are – 
are in a pretty good chance to win, you know to make their first playoff appearance since 2004 the 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 problem now is you got to get out of those bottom two yes, seats they just, don't face Houston or Golden State I was just going to say that uh, they got to get to 6th cuz they you know I know Portland is uh you know, good and tough to beat at home when they got the home court advantage. But I, you got a shot against them. You know, you get to a game seven, you might win the damn thing. It's not, right. uh, it's not. Uh, but Houston, they, I think they could play Houston eighty times and beat them three times. I mean, it's unbelievable. yeah. Well, Houston, I mean, the, the problem, the, the the way this Timberwolves lineup is constructed right now, they do have a lot of problems with. Uh, you know, a space and pace is what they call it. It's, sometimes it's big guys, but whatever it is, it's people spreading out and shooting threes. Well, Golden State has big guys like Kevin Durant and, uh, and, uh, Draymond Green who can hit threes. And Houston's got Ryan Anderson who just kills them because he, he can shoot not only 24 footers, but 27 footers. So you got a center, you know, especially if it's Gorgie or somebody, or Taj running out there, that extra four feet beyond the line, uh, you know, that's just really hard. So, you know, and then you got Paul and Harden. If you know if that isn't hard enough, trying to chase those guys out, um, Houston's just really, really tough. And they they've added Mabute and uh, Tucker, a couple of really hard nosed defensive guys. Uh, they put that team together really well, and they are probably the worst matchup for the Timberwolves of all the teams. Britt Robson uh, from the Athletic is with us. Hey, Britt, uh, they got to feel pretty good about the way they've drawn this year, don't you think? I mean, they're up quite yeah, a bit. I mean, they've I had think a bunch it's like of sellouts. 14, 15 uh, sellouts. Yeah, uh, you know, which is is good. I think that. Um, I th- I think to be honest with you though, uh, as as nice as that is, I think they have to make the playoffs for oh, teams yeah. to be uh, not on the hot seat. Just because um, this payroll is going to go, you know, out of sight. Yes, and uh, you know, Wiggins gets the max uh, beginning next year. Towns gets the max. Uh, the year after that, Butler in two years is going to be asking for thirty million dollars a year, and uh, you know, and Gorgie is on the books for an inordinate amount of money. You know, you're going to have to pair him with a draft pick to shed that salary. So they are looking at, um, if not next year, the year after, they're looking at luxury tax territory, and and when you start repeating that luxury tax, it exponentially goes up. So. I'm sure Glenn, who has worked really hard on uh, all this kind of stuff within the NBA to get parity and stuff, is well aware of uh, what it could cost him. And I think that the, the wins have to keep coming. All right. Hey, Britt, thanks for your time, sir. No problem. All right. Britt Robson, uh, the athletic, he does a uh, outstanding job analyzing what's going on with the Timberwolves. We shall return with Sports Person of the Day. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Walker dumps it inside. Howard, ball fake. Howard, left hand. Howard holds it against AC. No double. Howard, too easy. Howard, tremendous position on AC and a chance at a three-point play. Howard's basically saying, hey, every time. Give it to me every time. Dwight Howard, last night for the Charlotte Hornets, had 32 points and 30 rebounds. Uh, do you know how old Dwight Howard is? 
like 30 or 31. 32. Right? 32, yeah. <laughs> He's what? been in the league. Mm-hmm. He's high school. He was a high schooler. Oh, Spick, uh, high yeah. school. He yeah. was a young high schooler. Eight years in Orlando, short time with the Lakers. That was, what, a half a season? It was one year, him and Uh, Nash. Oh, yeah, one year. And Nash, why did they bring in Nash? I like Nash, but he was 60. Mitch Kupchak was an idiot. Uh, Rockets, three years. Hawks, a year. And now the Hornets uh, for a year. 32-30 and last night. And uh, did the Hornets finally win one? Yes, they did. 111-105. They gotta get a little disgusted down there with Michael's running of that franchise, aren't they? they They've been very, very yeah, mediocre. I at think best he's too and, busy playing golf. I don't know what it was, yeah. but Kemba, uh, it's 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 kind of a shame because Kemba's such a good player, and he's he's he's, he's been a much are, better pro than I thought. He yeah, was and his, be. his good yeah. years are getting wasted uh, down there right now. Uh, so Howard goes thirty-two and thirty. He becomes the first player with a thirty-two uh, a thirty-thirty game since two thousand ten. Kevin Love, Kevin Love, last player to have thirty thirty in two thousand ten. Wow! Uh, prior to that, the previous thirty thirty belonged to Moses Malone, yep. who had thirty eight points and thirty two rebounds in a game in nineteen eighty two. So this was only the second one since nineteen eighty two. And wow. if I'm not mistaken, the Kevin Love one it was against the Knicks. I remember that, yep. but it was not on TV. If I'm not mistaken, really? I Did we not have was, the FSN Plus? Back I, I then? think that was one of the games that they didn't <laughs> but, do, and it was. But here's on TV. the interesting part: on the night of his glory, thirty two and thirty. He picked up his 16th technical of the season oh, and boy. will have to sit out the next game. <laughs> He's suspended for the next game. That's and the one. by That's the, the way, we when you get suspended in a, in a game in the NBA and you're a well-played individual, it ain't cheap. 162000 it costs him. Yeah. To miss one game. Because he's making like 24 in other words, or 20, 20 something in other words, a year. He'll miss one game and... Lose half as much money as Jorge Polanco is going to lose for missing 80, 80 games. Okay. <laughs> but here's what really got me fired up about a 30 30 game. There have been Ooh, now. A Royce history lesson. I love There these. have now been 148 30 30 games. I know where you're going NBA with this. History. I know where you're going with this. Uh, Bill Russell had three. Hey, Bill Russell, mm-hmm. hell of a player. Bailey Howell had one. A good player with Detroit. Yep. Elgin Baylor had two. Uh, neither of them here. Both of them with the Lakers. I know exactly where you're Bob going Bob Pettit this. had one. <laughs> Maurice Stokes had one. Yep. Before he had his uh, concussion that turned into a stroke type thing and ruined his career. Nate Thurmond had one. Jerry Lucas had two. Okay. Alvin Hayes only had one. Now this one they ought to take off the books. Swen Nader had one. Who he played for? Swen Nader was the backup center for Walton. One of the great. He was the backups. Okay, that's a name I think you uh, made 19- up, like Mortimer Schnur. No, Swen Nader, nineteen seventy six. He was the backup at UCLA. Who was the UCLA center in the early seventies? Uh, Walton came after Lou, right? Yeah, Walton well, Kareem, came after Kareem, Kareem left in 69. Okay, he was the back. So. Swen Nader was the backup center to Bill Walton. Okay. He had, uh, Moses Malone had one. Kevin Love had one. The great Walter Bellamy had two. And that leaves 128. 
Wilt Chamberlain. All of whom were, all of whom were Wilt Chamberlain. My God. Eight of which, eight of his 30 30s, he scored more than 60 points. Eight of them. That was probably all in 62, right? Uh, 61, 61, 62, 61, 62, 64, 66. Uh, 1967 was his last one. Well, that. Well, his 100 point game was probably not a 30 30. 12 of his 30 30s, he had more than 40 rebounds. (laughs) If you you mentioned it and I missed it, forgive me. Did you not mention Mike in at all? Did Mike never have a 30 30? Oh, God, no. Really? The way they. No, no, he wouldn't have been 30-30. He wouldn't have gotten 30 rebounds because they didn't throw the ball up that quick. Well, hell, that was pre-shot clock, too. So, Is there any doubt? Is there any doubt who the greatest player in NBA history was? It's this guy. I mean, he's, okay, he was 7-1, 7-2, 7-3, whatever he was. He was better. He's unstoppable. He was better than... You know, and and he'd end up getting beat by Russell in the finals or the Eastern Conference finals, and Russell's better than him. Bill Russell on his best day, if he were you would have locked him in the gym with Will Chamberlain and said, "Go for it, boys." It would have been twenty-one to seven playing to twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, Russell was a great player, great but he defensive got, he player, was, great player. He was great blessed with having. Guy. Yeah, he was blessed with having. You know, three Casey Jones, Sam Jones, uh, Havlicek, and yeah, Kuzi, and all. That. He was blessed with basically having. I mean, the the Celtics were the Warriors. What the Warriors are now, they had four yes. of the top ten players in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, 128 30 30s. Uh, unbelievable. Will Chamberlain. Plus, he should be in the Hall. I mean, yes, he's in the Hall right. of Fame just because of that photo, yes, which clearly showcases <laughs> everything that's great about Wilt the Stilt. There's one even better than that. That's he, the one I was looking when for. He's wearing the, uh, the, floral the, shirt. the kind of the uh, disco pants. Yes, that's the, the one the I was disco pants. That's what we call. Advertise. That's right. <laughs> Ladies, here we are. What do you say? How many? 20,000? 20,000. 20,000, yeah. 20,000, yeah. You know, and I, I was looking through I'll the... i tell you, if they saw that photo, he turned a few down, too. Right! <laughs> I was... Uh, Pat, I don't know if you know this, but earlier today, I was looking, seeing the, the, the show schedule, I was looking through the sports person of the day records, and... Because I know we have to get the approval of the mayor, I believe this is the first time we've had back-to-back NBA players as the Probably sports person is. of the day. Probably yes. is. Uh, but you guys uh, chose the last one. Who did you choose? Jeff Teague. It was Jeff, Jeff Teague, Teague yesterday. Jeff Teague. Okay. Yes. Jeff Teague. Okay. With the approval of the mayor, of course, for sports person. That's of the right. Day. And I think that was, you know, Jeff Teague, after all the heat he took earlier this year, deserves a certificate. Yes. Doesn't he? Absolutely. How yes. are we doing on the certificates? Are we keeping up? Or Absolutely. Yep. Behind We're getting them bit? all sent out. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to actually be sending them out and have a guy like Dwight Howard <laughs> open up his mail and, and what do I do with this? Say, what the bleep is this? <laughs> oh, man. 128 30 point 30 rebounds Unbelievable. for Wilt. Of course, how many 30 point games do you think he had? 400, 500? Well, I don't know. Hell, the, the year he had the 100-point game, he averaged 50.4 average, average 50. in 62, no. yeah. And then they gave him all the hell for scoring so many, so the next year he led the league in assists, or two years later or something. Well, what year was it they, that they didn't allow him to dunk, where he wasn't, they basically... Yeah, 
They did. Yeah, they would. They, they made a that. rule that where yeah. he wasn't allowed well, to college jump. basketball did that because of Alcindor. Yeah. You know, they got, they got, I mean, he was Lou Alcindor in high school, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But, uh, you know. <laughs> Is that the picture there, Reavers? No, but it's, it's close. I'm here's, just... <laughs> here's my only problem with, uh, with, uh, the guys joining uh, the Islam movement in this country and changing their names, athletes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Two of the greatest names ever, Cassius Clay and Lou Alcindor. Alcindor. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can think of a lot of guys I'd like to call Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and uh, Muhammad Ali, but Cassius Clay and Lou Alcindor. You know who should have done that? Fantastic names. <laughs> Joe Smith. <laughs> Joe Smith, For the Timberwolves yes. should have changed his yes. name. Yeah. Yes, he could. <laughs> Watch that uh, A-Rod show on CNBC. I told you about it. No. At, A-Rod is, has a series starting on broke athlete, him helping broke athletes. You're kidding. No, the wife, I wrote about it today. Okay. Huh. The, wife, the wife was watching it when I came home the other day, and I heard A-Rod's voice, and I sat down, and it's, he's, you know, and Joe Smith has no money left. And he's down in Atlanta, and you mean our Joe Smith, illegal Joe contract Smith. Joe Smith? No money. Okay. I just no money. I just started following him on Twitter yesterday he's got too. His he's what? he's very active on Twitter. Well, he's trying yeah. to. That's what A Rod's people got him doing because he's yeah. trying to run basketball camps and stuff. But his his girlfriend, who he's been with for quite some time, is basically dog sitting and working in a restaurant to help him try to pay for his bills. I just came up with a thought. Because right. earlier today, I don't know if you were part of this conversation, but Johnny told me that A-Rod, they were talking about the Jorge Polanco suspension, how A-Rod yeah. was very uh, yes. talkative about his own steroid allegations and suspensions and yes. whatnot. I got a theory. What? He's doing all this because he knows this is his only way to get in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. He is. I guarantee yeah, that that's... not the, Because but I like him on the broadcast. I think he's him, good. Now, I won't last the whole time he's on the ballot, but... He's off my list. Right. You've got a rule. I, Well, I got A, I got the steroid rule, and B, yesterday he stiffed me on a quote. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, but which you, that's not the a, reason. It would have made a perfect end to my column, him saying something sure. about steroid. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I'll be right back. And 30 minutes later, I'm standing there. Number nine. Number nine All on right. the seniority list. I'm updating the Rice. I'm not waiting for him. I'm updating the Rice's schism list. Mackie and Judd are still number one. A Rod's now number A-Rod. two. I got a schism. It's one sided, but you've got a schism. Okay. I bet he's gonna feel bad when he finds out. I'm irritated with him. <laughs> You're along for the ride with Roycey. Buckle up. Yeah! For the thrill ride of the year on 1500 ESPN. What is wrong with you, Kenny? You have this deep, deep, deep set of issues that the rest <laughs> of us don't need to sick, be a part of. Sick man, Kenny Olson. <laughs> John Height, how are we doing for high school basketball scores? You high good? school basketball. First, let me tell you about the sponsor here. It's Orkin. Okay. Uh, Orkin. Sponsored okay. by Orkin. I could use them down in... Uh, my place to get rid of the worms. You don't like those worms. You always bring them like, up. They're not getting in the house, but I don't like them out there on the patio. Because then they bake, don't they? Uh, yeah, they, I don't know. They just <laughs> agitate me. 
Uh, this update sponsored by Orkin. Termites aren't funny. $5 billion of damage a year won't have you busting a gut. Visit Orkin.com today to save 15% on termite control. Orkin, pest control down to a science. At the State uh, state Boys Basketball High School Tournament, uh, 3A semifinals, a couple of upsets. Columbia Heights defeats De La Salle. They won't be repeating. Uh, Columbia Heights is 71. Six in a row. I think that was a state record, was it not? Mm-hmm. 71-69, the final in that one. And Delano beats the number two seed in Class 3A, Austin. The final there, 80-68. to Delano, we have Class 4A semifinals tonight. Creighton Durham Hall taking on Eden Prairie and Apple Valley. Uh, taking on Lakeville North, first game at 6, the second game at 8. We got scores on those little runts, the 1As? Uh, we do. Uh, uh, Mayor Lutheran defeated Monoman Wabin, 71-40. <laughs> Russell Tyler Ruth, an 87, and Hinkley... Finlayson? Finlayson. Finlayson. 81. Uh, Finlayson. Finlayson. Hinkley <laughs> lost to Russell Tyler Ruth. You're just messing with him. Finlayson. <laughs> yeah, now I got no shot at ever <laughs> no, saying it right. Okay. 87 to 70. Uh, Northwoods defeated uh, Heritage Christian Academy Cook, 74 Minnesota. 36. We found out. Cook, they Minnesota. are in Cook, which is in, yeah. I had to look that up. Well, that's in St. Louis you County. You could kill a timber wolf right out of the window right there. <laughs> well, I recommend it. There's wolves all over the place. If you're, good, if you're a good shot. And yeah. your crazy neighbor isn't watching. Yes. <laughs> uh, twins lose to the Yankees two to one. They named Jake Odorizzi as their opening day starter. Uh, they sent down Tyler Duffy, Ellen Businitz, and Jake Cave to Rochester. Brock Stassi to minor league camp, and uh, the veteran outfielder Chris Heisey was granted his release. We also found out uh, infielder Eric Ibar and catchers Bobby Wilson and Williams Astudio were told they will not make the twenty-five man roster. Williams Astudio is one of the great characters I have met in uh, my time. He's a he's a overweight, five foot nine guy who. One year got hit by more pitches than he drew oh, walks. At a boy, he never walks. Wow. And he's he was he was he was. I was talking to him, and he said he was signed as a shortstop, and he's like this wide. And I said shortstop, and he says I was smaller. <laughs> so he Being looks like horizontally. A, he's five nine. Weighs about two forty. He looks like a catcher from about nineteen fifty eight. But he's a saying. great character. That sounds like that Brockmeyer bit where she had all the uh, big, 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 big fat batters, and they all, <laughs> yeah. all got hit by pitches, <laughs> yeah. and they loaded up the bases. Yes, right. That's right. Hey, did you guys see? There's a season two starting yeah. next oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Next month. Yeah. Good. Uh, Vikings have Lucy signed. Lucy puts supper on the stove, my dear, because this ball game is over as Pedro delivers a slatter into the dirt. Count yeah. evens one one. Don't rush right home, Brockmeyer. Don't rush right home. Vikings. Vikings signed offensive lineman Tom Compton. Compton is a Minnesota native. He went to Rosemount High School. Uh, he has been playing since 2012. But I guess the big thing is he's a he was with Washington. He's a good friend of Kirk Cousins. So oh, really? He gives okay. him some backup on the offensive line, and uh, he knows the quarterback. And who's? Anywho, who's running that operation? Kirk Cousins now is running it. Huh? <laughs> That's what we, we like. Not only gave him eighty-four million guarantees, now making personnel decisions. Leadership. Get to sign. He's wearing he was. the C. Okay. Uh, former Viking receiver Mike Wallace. He's with a new team, the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. I knew he wasn't going to sign with the Jets. He and Teddy didn't uh, see eye to eye on those <laughs> yeah. long balls there. Well, you better go. We need okay. we got traffic. Who knows? It could be a quagmire out there.
The You're along for the ride with Royce. Yeah, Mr. Charm. Yeah, no, well, I wouldn't go that. <laughs> on 1500 ESPN. The ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits. And the 1-1 breaking ball. Launched to right and deep. Towards the porch. That ball is out of here. It's a walk-off and a redeemer for Kenny Vargas. The Twins will celebrate around home plate. Vargas waited. Lines a home run to right. Dance party time at Target Field. 2-1. The final. That highlight courtesy of the Twins Radio Network. That had to be back in 2015, right? I believe. Did he hit that one? Because that's when the dance parties were being held and uh, when uh, Tori had things going. And uh, Kenny Vargas, uh, really a good guy. I, I like him a lot. He's a, he's a fun guy and uh, strong as anybody. I've always said the thing I like best about Kenny is he doesn't have to hit the ball on a fat part of the bat nope. to hit a home run. If he just can muscle a little bit. Unfortunately, uh, he got put on waivers. Oh, and not designated for assignment, and they get the 10 days. Well, the team that claimed him, Cincinnati, there can't be a worse team in baseball. I don't get this. For him to get claimed by. He's 27 years old now, and uh, he gets, uh, you know, Joey Votto plays 160 games a year and hits lefties and hits righties, and there's no DH. He can play 18 games a year for Cincinnati when they play interleague at the DH. So I got to think all this about is uh, trying to put him on waivers again, which, you know, that they, they, they'll turn around, put him back on waivers, hope he clears and put him in AAA, I would think, which would be a big disappointment to Kenny. My prediction, uh, come 2019, Kenny will be playing in either Korea or Japan and making big money. Yeah, making and it's, money. it's a shame, too, because like you said, he's got a lot of thunder in that bat. It just is a shame he well, couldn't really a switch figure it out. too, man. He could have been yeah, a real, he's real a, weapon. He's the prototype. Uh, one of the 2015, the spring of 2015, I was down in spring training early and just wandered over there one day. And uh, and somebody was just, I think Phil Roof was throwing him BP. So this was a week before anybody was down there, pitchers and catchers. Okay. And Vargas and Miguel oh, decided boy. to have a home run contest. <laughs> We're putting on a show. And I it's bet. the field where they, uh, it, it's the field where you can hit it on the road that goes over to that high school, <laughs> the plantation. Yes. And uh, Kenny was, and then there's those off, that office park in the back, and Kenny was hit, hitting cars in the office park, hitting wow. them on roofs and over trees and stuff. And then Miguel came in and hit a one-hopper in the middle of that road, and it went bouncing over there. And it was fun because... Uh, there was a little uh, needling going on oh, between bet. one another as they were. There was just like there were four guys hitting, but everybody was there to see how far these two young uh, fellows uh, could could hit a baseball. Is there going to be any uh, residual like the unsettledness in the clubhouse or anything like that? Because I know he was really liked amongst his teammates. Or do, do most guys uh, kind of see that uh, he was he a guy was up and down four times last year? Sure, so. okay. I mean, they just know what it is. I, everybody was hoping that he got a shot someplace. Well, Cincinnati ain't it. You know, he's what he's got to do is end up spending six weeks in uh, in the minor leagues, and one of these years got to rip it up. You know, you know where I actually three fifteen and hit a bunch of home runs and have somebody come up and give him a shot. I thought a place that would be really good for him is Toronto. 
You know, a place that's kind of offensive. It's mm-hmm. it's it's friendly for hitters. Toronto obviously has a spot for them, then they could use Who's his bat. DH now, I don't know. Well, they have. I believe they still have Smoke playing first base, oh, but yeah. you know they had Bautista. He's not. He didn't yeah. come back, and they've. They're kind of in that somewhat rebuilding phase, and mm-hmm. they could have used a, a, a young player that's controllable for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Remember when I was telling you fellas about having seen Anthony Simons play this in January yeah. when he mm-hmm. was there with the IMG team playing Florida Southwest, uh, the junior college, and as six foot three guard, and I uh, and he supposedly there was a, he was going to go to Louisville, and then uh, things happened, <laughs> <laughs> and in fact. Uh, there's something in the. Did you read the long Washington Post story on no. Patino today, where he's trying to say he's, there was a uh, recruit from Florida who fell into their lap? Was <laughs> they were trying to siphon some money to mom? And I don't know, but this kid's from Orlando, obviously, because his mom was a big fan of Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. And anyway. Uh, he was going to make a visit to Minnesota about two weeks ago. The story was out. He was considering a visit to Minnesota. Well, he announced today he's going to forego college and go right into the draft. Because he was already a high school graduate and then played another year at the prep school, he can do that. He doesn't have to go to college. Oh, really? And he, uh, I don't know if he's ready physically. He's not big and strong. But as I said, he'd be the best gopher guard since Bobby Jackson had he come here. Dan Hurley, the Hurley son who's not a complete jackass, uh, is the uh, new coach at UConn. Uh, and that happened in a hurry. He was the Rhode Island coach. He received a uh, six-year deal, $2.75 million in the first season. Uh, Try to turn UConn around. The trouble is it's, uh, it's not as easy to recruit to UConn uh, when you're in the conference they're in now. Yeah. That's when it was the the real Big East with Georgetown and Syracuse and and those people. Plus, Coach Calhoun was uh, was uh, very creative in his recruiting. Yes, that's a good word. But uh, Kevin Ollie, I mean, he won a national championship as a team that had to win. They yeah, had to win. They were, like, they were like an eight. Yeah, they were like but an eight they, seed, in yeah. the conference tournament, did they have to win five games or four? Yes, because they, they played. Came out of, I think they played the first day they did. of the tournament, they whatever did. it was. And uh, they ended up winning the national championship, but he could never re- replicate that, and he is recruiting. And that was their goal. first year in the new conference, too, wasn't it? That was 2014, okay. right? No, first. I thought it was the Big East. I thought it was still the Big East. Was it still the but Big I might East? Be wrong. might be wrong. I thought I be wrong. the 13, 14 years, the first year when they were in the American and they did the whole revamping. You know, I watched a piece on uh, the the Hurley brothers leading up to their to their uh, spots in the tournament, and from what I gathered, the players really liked playing for Dan Hurley. Yeah, he's supposed to be a, a pretty good kid. Uh, Hurley, and I don't know how Bobby Hurley is in practice, but you see him on the sideline, and he's psychotic. He is a maniac. <laughs> he yes. learned nothing from uh, from Shashevsky uh, to sit there and do your whining instead of get up instead and scream, of standing up, sit right? There and wait till he get close to you, and then say, "We're from Duke. We're supposed to get all those calls. Fix this. You can't have. Yeah, what? What? You know? Don't you know we're Duke? We're an academic institution. We don't believe in that one and done. Oh wait, yeah, I guess we do. Okay." All right, I think they're going to win it. I'm very. Doomed. You know, Manny and I were having this discussion, I'm very Patrick. Upset. 
With we're the, uh, we're trying to prepare you and what we can do to to help you get through these next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Those should. two big guys, Carter and Bagley, man. And, big you know, challenge. Got, uh, yeah. Big challenge for my sobriety, but I think I'll make it. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Here's my daily complaint. I thought if we would have taught one thing to Kyle Lehman, our intern, uh, <laughs> last summer, yep. uh, it would be humility. It would be humility because this is a very humble work spot. Uh, well, he uh, sent out to all of us today notification that his piping hot sports take of this summer that uh, a famous soccer player... I don't know, Zatan Ibrahimovic, yep. would you say that's it? Nailed it. Has signed with the LA Galaxy. He's bragging that that was his piping hot <laughs> sports take and asking if we remember. Hell no, we don't remember. Hey, Kyle, what here's what you get for that. White people, your thoughts. <laughs> what do you got, uh, Manny? My daily complaint is uh, it actually goes back to the last segment from Late Hits uh, talking about Kevin Ali. I, I like Kevin Ali a lot, and, and I think you know, I think Hurley's going to do fine at UConn, and it's it was probably time for them to make a change. But I like Kevin Ali a lot, and I was happy for him when he won that national title, and it's just too bad that uh, my complaint is that it just didn't really work out at his alma mater. That it could, it, it, yeah, I wish it would have gone better for him. They probably like Kevin Ali wanted to, if he would have went in there, they would have given him a 15-year contract after he won the one. Yeah. Uh, my daily complaint is with me. I came so close on nailing the 1992 Final Four. I was thinking <laughs> Calvert Chaney... Not Ohio State, you dummy. It was Indiana, of course. Yes. Ohio State was a number one seed that Michigan knocked off. Yeah, but how about a... this, by the way, for their for your uh, East region? Your one seed was Shashevsky and Duke. Your two seed, Honest Rick Patino, Kentucky. Then Duke play Indiana, and Michigan played Cincinnati. And Michigan yes. played Cincinnati. Yep. Boy, I was. I remember being very conflicted. <laughs> your three seed, Bobby against Coach S. Coach. Calipari and UMass, PJ Carlissimo, Seton Hall was your four. Oh, yeah. Jim Beheim in Syracuse, your six. Doctor Tom in Iowa, your nine seed. That was a loaded East yes, Region that, was that a year. Good, uh, good tournament. All righty, uh, we will uh, be back tomorrow without Reavers. Uh, Manny and I, and I still haven't figured out our Friday musical guest. I better start negotiating. <laughs>